We're two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. here. I just wanted to chat real quick about something that I've implemented in my family's daily routine to help us stay healthy as this bug season approaches. As October creeps up and we start getting closer to fall and cooler weather and back to school, it kind of just seems like bugs are everywhere. And um, one thing that I've learned through my time as a certified nutrition consultant and as a mama and as a friend to other mamas is that gut health is pretty much the most important thing that we can do in order to not just beat the bugs, but to just like keep them off. Um, and we have recently come across a company called Genestra and they have really, really impressed me with the quality and effectiveness of their probiotics. Um, they have three that we've used. The first is the HMF women's daily probiotic that I use on a daily basis. And I've actually genuinely noticed a true difference in just the quality of my digestion, actually more than anything else. I was having some bloat and some, I don't know, I was not really feeling hungry. I was feeling full for really extended periods of time. And I think a lot of that was because we've been going through a lot of transition and a lot of stress. And so my digestion has not been at peak performance. Um, and this probiotic has really helped with that. My husband has actually been taking the HMF back to school um, or fit for school probiotic and he loves it because it's a chewable, it tastes good. And while he's not a child, um, those just getting probiotic in him on a daily basis has been really impactful for his health. And sometimes having it taste really good is a sure way to ensure that he will take it. We are also setting out on some pretty incredible adventures as I kind of touched on in this podcast. Um, and so once we really hit the road, we're going to start regularly taking the HMF travel probiotic because it's just, we're going to be coming across a lot of new environments, a lot of new food, a lot of new people. And I feel as though our gut health and our immunity kind of gets really set and healthy in a certain environments. But as we're on the go and moving, I think it's really important to support our gut health and therefore our overall immunity with this specific probiotic. So just wanted to let you know that these have been really impactful for us. You know that I'll never share anything unless I really truly love it. And so um, if you're curious to learn more, you can check out my blog post on it. Jess also has one, but we just love this stuff and it's been so healing and so powerful. Um, And I just wanted to share because we love you and we want to always share products that we trust in and believe in and we hope that you will love it too. Okay, bye friends. Welcome, guys, back to the Modern Mamas podcast. Today, I have a really, really long-anticipated guest on our show today. This topic has been one that has been maybe our most requested topic um, to cover since we started the podcast over a year ago, Um, and it's going to be all about CBD oil, which is like a huge buzzword these days, and our goal with this episode is to bring some true education enlightenment around CBD oil 
what it is, how to use it appropriately, and you know who it's good for and who it might not be good for. Um, and to do that, we've brought on a really special guest, Dr. Jess Petros. Um, welcome, Dr. Jess. Thanks for having me, Jess. <laughs> I'm super excited. It's the Jess show today, so we are going <laughs> to run this episode. Um, so before we dive into the content, which is amazing. We, we asked for listener questions and you guys really, really delivered on some really, really great thought provoking questions. I want to introduce Dr. Jess. She has an amazing background, amazing story. Uh, I'm just so excited that she's here today. So Dr. Jess finished medical school in 2006 after graduating from the University of Louisville. Okay. And began internal medicine residency thereafter. During this time, she experienced mounting anxiety, hormonal imbalances, and adrenal dysfunction due to her long hours and demanding schedule. She also observed that many of her patients never improved and often became a revolving door of admissions in the hospital. In 2012, after health issues began to worsen, Dr. Jess had a personal awakening. She began to realize that allopathic medicine did not have all the answers she was so earnestly seeking. Answers not just for herself, but for many of her patients as well. There seemed to be an advancement of the best technology, but a poor advent in the cures for diseases or the discovery of the root causes of chronic illnesses and cancer. Dr. Jess moved to the West Coast from Kentucky in early 2013. It was then that she dove into the world of Ayurveda, holistic healing, energy work, nutrigenomics, stem cells, cannabis, Gerson therapy, and homeopathy. Her philosophy now embodies true health as being all-encompassing of mind, body, and spirit. Today, Dr. Jess practices as a Gerson therapy practitioner, is well-versed in cannabis therapy, herbs, and nutritional IVs. As hospitals, insurance companies, and allopathic medicine hold firmly on to outdated belief patterns, Patients and clients continue to ask for more from their healthcare providers. Dr. Jess believes that personalized, preventative, and functional treatment plans are the next step to revolutionize healthcare. Disease is much easier to prevent than to cure. Amen. Dr. Jess would love to help heal you on every level through inspiration, knowledge, movement, nutrition, and a multidisciplinary approach. Wow. That's incredible. That's a bio. Geez, that's long, right? <laughs> I love it, actually. I mean, it really, I think it gives people a really good sense of where you're coming from and, and how you're practicing medicine in a space that's, you know, hasn't always been receptive to, to a lot of the things that you are, are practicing. And so I, I kind of want to hear, you know, a little bit more from you, your passion, like how you got here, where, where, what led you to this point? I mean, we kind of saw it through, through your bio a little bit, but was there kind of like that defining moment where you were like, what am I doing and how do I change this? Yeah. Um, actually I'll give you the more personalized, vulnerable bio Please do. Um, that I can't include probably on the website, but when you talk <laughs> to them on podcasts, I'll share. Awesome. So, um, it was actually through pain, Jess. Um, I went through a divorce in 2013 in Kentucky and, you know, I love Kentucky. I have a tribe here. It's the best ever, but it's not really a place you look at for enlightenment so much. So, you know, I really didn't know what was happening to me. I sort of hit rock bottom after this divorce that was very public, um, and really, um, was depressed almost to the point of suicide, couldn't control my emotions. And at this point, my hormones were still a mess, obviously. So, um, because of my, um, you know, reeling divorce, I ended up picking up and kind of running across the country to the West coast, which put me fully into motion, um, fully pulled me out of the hospital system. I, I, my eyes were kind of ripped wide open when I heard about Gerson therapy and I saw how functional medicine and different medical institutions were practicing, how different it was from the two different 
places, it was like a different country. And because of pain, I had hit rock bottom and really had to be, I had to look at myself and I quit pointing fingers and I was accountable for what I had done wrong or my sins. And at that point, I started to look at everything differently. You know, you start to question everything when your foundations sort of crumble like that. And I already wasn't happy as a hospitalist. I already wasn't happy in the return rate of patients and how they felt and how the system treated them. There's a pill for every ill, but that's it. And so I already had been kind of questioning and unhappy in the system, unsatisfied. And so um, once it lost its glory for me, after I came through with a divorce and the pain of that, I really was able to look for a different perspective. And then when I jumped to the West coast, it's a whole different feel and energy. And I really saw people be successful and happy in medicine when they were treating patients kindly and themselves kindly. And it was a whole new world for me. I hadn't experienced. So that's incredible. I, and thank you for sharing. I know that's, that's hard sometimes, especially, you know, it, it's not that long ago, even, you know, five years ago, going through all that pain to kind of speak about it again. And um, I'm sure that's tough, but it sounds like you've kind of processed through it. And maybe that's how you're able to look back on it in a way that's like more objective. Um, but I see, I can see how that must have been a really powerful trigger for you and like life changing. Oh, I'm stubborn. I don't change unless there's pain. I've already <laughs> happens for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know how that goes for sure. I'm, I'm very similar, um, uh, which is unfortunate <laughs> that we have to go through all that to get to the other side, but also it's a, it's a pretty powerful, uh, motivator, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. And so now you're in a practice, tell us a little about your current practice and how you, do you work with patients one-on-one or, or how are you practicing in, in San I Diego? I do actually, I, I, I ha- I'm a jack of many trades, if you will. Okay. So now, since I've jumped out of the hospital system, I work at um, the number one naturopathic clinic in San Diego, which is Nourish Medical Center. Um, I work with uh, Dr. Alana Rumel, who I think you heard on another um, mm-hmm. podcast with me. And so um, I love it there. We really see patients that have failed the general allopathic system and are kind of fed up and wanting more of a integrative, preventative, or holistic approach. And I love that job. The other, another clinic I work at is Create Wellness in La Jolla in San Diego. And I do stem cells and biologics, regenerative medicine there, which is extremely rewarding um, because people really get instant gratification, and so do I. And then um, the last thing I do, well, not the last, couple of last things I do, my <laughs> which is Dr. Jess, which takes a big portion of my time. Obviously that's blogging, my website, holistic herbal supplements, um, made for everyday conditions. And then my last job is I'm still training as a Gerson therapy resident. So that's about a two, two and a half year program that I am almost at the end of. Can you tell us a little bit about Gerson therapy? I've heard of it. Um, and I work in the medical field. My full-time job is is in the medical field. We I work with a group of chiropractors, so we're kind of like non-traditional approach to musculoskeletal conditions. And so, like Gerson therapy isn't in our technically in our wheel wheelhouse, but it, you know, being in this this realm of like non-traditional medical um, approaches, I've heard of it before. I'm just not quite sure exactly what it is. Sure. So Gerson therapy really fostered um, a big portion of my perspective change in healthcare. Um, In 2015, I came to San Diego and did module one training as an intern. And what that was, was a whole week of, you know, um, lectures and science-based evidence showing how you can treat cancer an alternative way um, with juicing, coffee enemas, and supplements and uh, herbs and things. So 
Okay. Then I went through to, mod- to module two, which is um, once a week, all day Thursday, we present cases to each other. Um, we uh, actually go over and train with our with our mentors, and um, anyone can do Gerson therapy. That's a healthcare professional, chiropractors, medical doctors, naturopaths, PAs, dentists, oriental medical doctors, and we all are trained the same. And so, and it's worldwide. You know, you can go find my name on the Gerson therapy website, and people sign up with cases, cancer, sometimes autoimmune conditions. And then they are assigned to us as residents. And then we present them every week and get come up with a follow-up plan. So, you know, when I'm done, people will be able to, you know, treat, train with me or really use me as a Gerson therapist anytime they want a different way to treat cancer rather than the normal allopathic medical way of chemotherapy and radiation. And a lot of times we do work with that allopathic medical system and integrate both. And I'll, t- I'll tell patients all the time, hey, if you're pretty close to where, you know, your cancer is pretty advanced, we will, we'll say, we'll encourage chemotherapy to buy you time because that's going to save you. But in the end, it's your lifestyle that's going to keep you healthy. That makes so much sense. Have you seen personally like success stories coming out of like what you've already been doing in the last, like you said, you've been doing it for about a year now? About two years. And, you know, Gerson's changed a lot, actually. Yes, I've seen patients do wonderful because what they're doing now is they're incorporating ozone therapy. Ooh, I've Um, heard of that. Yes. So all the patients now are encouraged to buy an ozone generator and do rectal or vaginal insufflations, which are really powerful for cancer if you're getting the ozone right where the cancer is. If it's a female cancer, if it's a colon cancer, anything like that. And on top of that, they've now, since I'm a Gerson therapy resident, been referring patients to me for cannabis therapy if they're in legal states. Wow. so now patients are actually getting really clean distillates or isolates of Rick Simpson oil or, um, you know, ratio of THC to CBD, which the ideal ratio is, you know, about three to one. Um, we don't have a lot of studies, but that's what we work with. Okay. And so, you know, they really come to me for 15 or 30 minute consults just to kind of say, Hey, this is what I'm working with. Can you help me? Can you give me some education about what I should be looking for with this cancer? And we see amazing results with tumor markers when people start things like Rick Simpson oil. What is Rick Simpson oil? Great question. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is, that a, is that a silly question? I should know this maybe, but I have no idea. <laughs> no, listen, I'm glad you're asking these questions, Jess, because there, for every question you have, there's, you know, 20 people out there saying the same thing. Right. So, you know, it's, it's good. It's good. So, um, Rick Simpson, it, this is a actual legitimate cancer treatment, um, that was named after the man that created it. Okay. And Rick Simpson was an elderly gentleman who started extracting cannabis in a novel way using ethanol distillate to, to make the, the Rick Simpson oil. You have to be careful cause you really need a good source and ha- need to know the people who are making it nowadays. But he did it then. He actually helped cure his skin cancer with it. Wow. Then he passed wow. it on to his friends in the community. And then the FDA came and they busted down his lab and they put him in federal prison. Oh my gosh. Um, and listen, there is a documentary out there on YouTube. Um, I think it's either on Netflix or YouTube. Um, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's, I think it's run for the cure and it is just brilliant to, um, to see what he did and then how he was penalized and made an example. That is insane. So is he still in jail or is he out? 
he's out now. Okay. And actually, there's a whole. I mean, he's famous. Like Rick Simpson oil. It's it's kind of the it's kind of pushed and been sort of the creme de la creme for cancer treatment. But you know, as marijuana becomes commercialized and more mainstream, we all need to be careful about where a medicine is coming from. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. in a sick cancer patient, you want zero pesticide residues. And sometimes with ethanol um, extraction with cannabis, you can get it not as clean. So a lot of times, if I can't find clean Rick Simpson oil for a lot of my patients, you know, or organic at least at the very least, then, you know, I really urge them to get, you know, CBD oil and THC oil and we'll do the mix of the ratio ourselves. So can you tell me, I know this is kind of jumping in before we even like got into a lot of the like questions, but (laughs) tell me about the, like, so for instance, I've used CBD oil here. Um, I've got it from a local place um, in Texas. It's not necessarily like I don't think it's medically legal here yet, Um, but we have like CBD oil places that you can go and buy and they, they market it and stuff and they've, they claim organic. How do you know if those claims are true or false? You know, the only real way to know is the USDA certified organic. Um, the real way to know is you request third party studies from whatever vendor you're buying from. So for example, um, I really like new leaf naturals. Um, they're out of Colorado. I know the owner of the company. I've toured their facility. There's no affiliation, but I, I've seen what they're doing and I've seen their third party tests and I've seen how they extract. And I've seen that it's been proven organic through third party tests. It's been proven full spectrum through third party tests. And that means that they don't remove any of the healing constituents from the plant. You know, the CBD, the, the marijuana plant in general kind of has an entourage effect. So if you remove THC completely or you move, remove any of the terpenes or cannabinoids completely, it doesn't function quite as well. So the way that they're getting away from it, getting away with it in all states where it's not medically legal, is that there's a national law that says there must be 0.3% of THC or less in the bottle, and then you can sell it nationally. Okay. And so, that's this company, New Leaf, you can get it nationally you can they have a website they ship natu- nationally and they will show you third-party studies here's how much cbd cbn cbc cbg those are all the different cannabinoids here's how much thc it has to be 0.3 percent or less for it to be legal right. and here's organic and here's our certification to show you so anyone you buy from wherever you are no matter what state it has to be 0.3 percent or less if you're in a non-legal state and you should always ask for third-party studies to verify that these people are being honest with you. That is so smart because, I mean, honestly, it's it's everywhere now. Um, I mean, the little the shops are popping up all over the place here in, in the town that I live in. Um, and it's more like the, we get questions about, about that all the time. Like, which brand should I use? And I'm like, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I know there's not a lot of just like with some like supplements and things like that. There's not a lot of regulation in what they can claim and what's actually true. Um, and so that is super, super helpful. Thank you so much for that insight. Um, so, so we kind of already dove in a little bit, but tell us a little bit more. So our podcast is really centered around mamas in preconception, conception, postpartum phases. Um, you know, they have young kiddos, older kiddos, you know, that's kind of our, our listener. And can you tell us, okay, so why don't we back up a little bit, just kind of tell us what is CBD oil, what it, is it not, 
Um, and let's start from there. And you've touched a little bit on it already, but um, just in general. What is CBD oil? So CBD stands for cannabinoid. And CBD is actually a part of the marijuana plant that is not psychoactive. So it's not going to get you high. Okay. However, it will make you feel like you just got out of a massage maybe. So um, it's sort of replacing um, what alcohol or a drink after work could do for most people. And I like it because it's healthier. You don't have to worry about GMOs or pesticides or filtration if you know what to look for with the plant. And so, you know, a few drops really are wonderful for anxiety, for insomnia, for glaucoma, for seizures, for cancer. It's the, one of the most anti-inflammatory things on the planet. It has a huge, safe, therapeutic window. Actually, GW, GW Pharmaceuticals recently did a study and showed that a 90-pound child could handle 500 milligrams of CBD in 24 hours. That's a whopping dose that comes in most bottles that would last people a month. So this is one of the safest things too, and it's anti-inflammatory. We don't see any side effects with it yet because you make natural endocannabinoids in your body and you have a whole endocannabinoid system in your body. So this is a very natural thing that our bodies have acclimated to with this plant. Um, and so when you know the studies and the facts about that, it becomes a much less daunting thing and much more interesting thing for how it can really benefit you and your health. So CBD is a gift, in my opinion, yeah, to us yeah. from this plant. So how does it act? Because I know there, I've read some just lightly on the surface some things about like these endo... I'm going to butcher this, like cannabinoid receptors and like in our gut, in our brain, like all of this different thing. Like how does it act um, to to address it? Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. It's weird. You know, um, when I went through school, they didn't teach us anything about this. So no one even knew that there was such a thing as an endocannabinoid system. Now, I'm probably dating myself when I say that, but anyway, so basically you have an endocannabinoid system from your brain to your bowels, and there are receptors all throughout your system. There are CB1 receptors that are primarily in the brain and surprisingly enough, ladies, the uterus. And the CB2 receptors are in the brain, excuse me, the immune cells. That's what makes it so immune modulary. There is a proposed CB3 receptor that is yet to be found that they think is also in the brain. So, you know, you make this natural anandamide, which is your natural endocannabinoid that's made during breastfeeding. You make it in breast milk. It's made during exciting times. And, you know, it's a um, joyous type of chemical that you make. It makes you feel satisfied and pleased and relaxed, just like CBD would. And so you naturally produce this. The endocannabinoid system um, can be activated by different strains, different, you know, everyone has a little bit different endocannabinoid system, which makes it unique. So certain strains and things work better for different people. Um, and we haven't, because the CB1 receptors are mostly found in the brain and the uterus, science is now finding that CBD, especially locally, is one of the most powerful treatments for any sort of female cancer, female cramps, PMS, um, anything. So when you say like for female cramps and PMS and stuff, and you're saying locally, like, are you saying ingestion or like topically or like actually inner, like vaginally, like how would that be applied if someone was going to use it for that type of affliction? 
So orally is great. CBD oil will always work. I'm telling women, if you can literally get some Chinese herbs, if you have horrible PMS, cause that is, that's, that's not normal. It's common. It's not normal to mm-hmm. feel like that. If you can do some Chinese herbs and a little CBD, it will change your life the, the week before your period, completely change your life. So what you would do, CBD oil is great. However, they actually make CBD suppositories. They call them lovingly tampons, quote unquote, <laughs> they're, they're, they're in suppositories, right? With CBD in them. Now, the FDA is really strict about anything you insert into the body. It's going to call a drug, and you need to do FDA trials for it. Okay. There's a company called Foria, F-O-R-I-A. They market it as a pleasure lubricant, which is brilliant, and it's CBD, but I think you can only get it in legal states. Okay. However, that's brilliant, and you know, people, you can also make your own CBD glycerin suppositories. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That is local placement of CBD that's some of those anti-inflammatory, um, you know, it's an analgesic. It's right there where the problem is, you know, so that's a beautiful way to treat any of those female issues. Wow, that's amazing. Um, learning so much. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about what CBD oil, CBD oil is, how it acts, and I know we have some common misconceptions and we have a, a, little, a few questions to some of those common misconceptions, but how does it differ and why is it so much, I mean, not that CBD oil with THC isn't safe, but how does it differ from say like smoking marijuana or using CBD oil with, a TH, with THC, a higher level of THC in it? Because I know a lot of the, the questions are, well, am I going to get high or am I going to test positive on a drug test? Or, you know, is this going to affect me to where I can't function or my child or, you know, so all these common misconceptions. Can you speak a little bit about those? Sure. So I totally feel like CBD is safe in, in pregnancy and breastfeeding. There are very, very few studies right now. I will say that out loud, but they, the ones that are there show that it is pretty safe. I will not say the same thing about THC, okay. just CBD. However, THC, if you're not pregnant or breastfeeding, is a wonderful way to treat pain. It's a wonderful way to treat people who have no appetite. It's You have to have THC for it to be anti-carcinogenic. You can't. CBD is great, but THC is really what puts the exclamation point on it being able to fight cancer and so cbd alone is not going to get you high it won't and actually you know unless you have percent thc in it you're not going to test positive on a drug test unless you're downing a whole bottle and then going straight to the drug test just to be conservative for people though you know there are some people in the military and it's Mm -hmm. their job and they can't even take a risk at all so if that's the case this is one exception where I will recommend a CBD oil that has a THC fully removed. I don't because it doesn't work as well, but if you're in a situation like that where you really are, are working for the military, I would err on the side of caution and have it removed. Okay. You're not going to get high. You're not going to be positive unless you're really down on that stuff and then going to take a test. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and let me think. Was that I think those are the most, I mean, would you say those are the most common misconceptions that it's, it's like smoking pot or like, you know, people are scared that they're going to get high essentially. 
and you're not. You know, yeah. I will say if you mix CBD oil with alcohol, you will feel a little drunker than you normally would because you're activating a system that works on alcohol and a system that your endocannabinoid system. So I have seen a few people, actually friends, have some CBD oil and then have a couple drinks and really feel, I mean, they felt great, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they felt it. So that's one thing I will say. And um, you know, CBD, it is different than smoking marijuana. You get high from that for sure from smoking flour and, you know, smoking isn't as great. There's always carbon monoxide combustion when you do that. So, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So that's kind of our general intro, which was amazing. I feel like I've learned so much. And do you feel, do you want to dive into some of the listener questions? Cause I feel like they're going to get a little bit more specific with some of the questions that people are probably thinking in their mind. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this one's a big one, and you already kind of alluded to it um, before, but a big question here, is it safe to use topically while breastfeeding? Um, she's looking forward to this one. And so what are, what are your thoughts, topically and we'll say also ingesting it? I feel like I feel like for me, now some moms may not agree with me, from what I've seen with the studies, CBD is safe in breastfeeding orally and topically. Like I said, you make anandamide, completely in your body on your own natural and natural CBD that you make when a baby's breastfeeding in your breast milk. So it's amazing. So, so I absolutely love it to to use it topically. It works wonders. It's amazing. You talk about, um, rashes, pain, all that stuff topically can take away. And so, yeah, please do. I encourage to use it, you to use it during um, breastfeeding topically. Yes. Awesome. That's a, I mean, short, short, sweet answer. <laughs> um, it do you, okay. So this one I'm really con- curious about because this is essentially what I was using CBD oil, oil for to start, but anxiety, because I feel like, gosh, myself, uh, a lot of the mamas that are, that we speak to on a daily basis, our tribe, Anxiety is so common, um, so much more common, I feel like, than it used to be even like, you know, 10 years ago. Or people are maybe just a little bit more comfortable with, um, you know, saying that they struggle with anxiety. And so for me, I was very interested to see if this would be something that would help. Um, And so what are your thoughts on CBD oil for anxiety, if there's any long-term effects, and what exactly or how does it actually work to kind of work through that anxiety and and provide support or lessen the severity of it. So, you know, I love it for that too. It really takes the edge off, just kind of makes you relax, kind of get out of that monkey brain that you can't stop thinking sometimes, you know? So, so no, there are long-term effects on the anxiety. Now I will say that CBD oil hasn't been around all that long. I, I feel more comfortable saying there there aren't any long-term effects from it because it's sort of like stem cells. They're present in your body already. No one's ever had a negative reaction from it really that much. You know, it may not work for them as well, but, you know, you're not going to have any sort of rejection, any sort of horrible side effects from it because it's not made naturally in your body. So I feel more comfortable with it because of that. It works because of the endocannabinoid system in your body. They actually are now postulating that it could be possible that the people have deficiencies in their endocannabinoid system, just like they do in their serotonin or their dopamine, Hmm. other transmitter like some systems. And so, um, you know, obviously serotonin really, um, it's processed and, um, 
you know, activated in the gut, our endocannabinoid system is huge, as well as our immune system in the gut. These three are all tied in, as, long, as well as our hormones. And so it's working on that system in the gut. It's working on immunity because they're immune modular. It's working on those gut cells and immune cells. And that's how it's helping to calm for anxiety. It's helping to balance a system that is probably imbalanced like a lot of our hormones are, especially after having a baby. Um, and you know, your estrogen wildly drops after having a child, depression, anxiety are quite common. And I just want to tell women, if you're struggling out there postpartum, hormones are the scaffolding of your personality. You are normal. This is normal. You will come back to yourself, but CBD in the meantime can kind of be like a glass of wine only it's safe in my opinion, even if you're breastfeeding. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of leads into our next question. Oh, backing up for anxiety. Do you have, do you see how, how long do you have to be taking it to see results? Is it pretty much immediate or are you going to know, you know, within a week, like do you have to take it consistently or what's kind of the recommendation for anxiety? works pretty immediately. So most people will know if it's going to work for them as soon as it can be absorbed from their gut into the bloodstream if they're taking it orally. And so you'll know, you know, you can treat yourself. I tell people, you know, a normal dose is, you know, 15 to 25 milligrams twice a day. But, you know, I have cancer patients who dose it just, you know, maybe like five milligrams every hour. You can do whatever you need to do. And so, um, so for anxiety, I feel like, um, I completely lost my train of thought where I was going with that. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. Hey, when I do that. Yeah. So, so yeah, for anxiety, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that the moms are safe to do this. And, and what was your original question? I'm sorry, Jess. Um, for anxiety, do you see, do they need to be taking it long term or is it something they can just use as needed? Hi friends. Laura here with some exciting news. For Signatic has come on as a Modern Mamas podcast sponsor. We are so excited. If you've been following along with my Instagram stories, especially, you've seen that I use this stuff every single morning. The Lion's Mane Elixir is my absolute favorite. I add it to my boosted coffee for an extra boost of brain clarity, productivity, and focus that I genuinely did not experience until I started adding this in every day. They also make other elixirs like Rishi for calming, Cordyceps for an energy boost, and Chaga for an immune boost. Along with those elixirs, they also have really cool blends. I love the Lion's Mane and Coffee blend when I travel because I don't have to worry about getting my hands and lips on high quality coffee. I have it ready to go. All you need is hot water, you mix in the blend and you're set. They have caffeine, caffeine free options as well, like a chai latte and a turmeric latte for gut health and skin glow and all, they have all kinds of incredible blends. I cannot recommend enough that you go check out their website, find whatever mushroom blend is, is going to fit with your lifestyle and give it a try. The awesome folks at Four Sigmatic have offered our listeners, you guys are special, you get 15% off any order. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash modern mamas or simply type in modern mamas, all lowercase, all one word at checkout, you get 50% off. Check it out. See what fits your life and happy shrooming. I think that was so, my original question. Immediately, but you know, like people kind of, they're in a crossroads in their life where they don't want to be taking something forever. They want an answer to the root cause of why they have that. 
So, you know, I love to tell patients this is a safety net that won't have the side effects that other synthetic medications do that really harm your liver and things. And you can mix it with nice adaptogenic or stress-relieving herbs to really have a compound effect for the patient. However, in the meantime, while you're using this as a safety net, you really want to work with a trusted healthcare provider or a functional medicine doc so they can look at your hormones and or look at your gut bacteria. Because I tell patients, if you can't lose weight or you have anxiety or depression, it's one of two things. It's your gut or your hormones. Every now and then you'll find a genetic change like uh, you know, a mutation that will cause some of this. But for the most part, you can work with gut bacteria and hormones and fix people's anxiety and depression. In the meantime, while you're doing that, give them a safety net with CBD and some herbs. Absolutely. That's wonderful. And we're a big proponent of, of um, therapy here on the podcast. Both Laura and I share our, our journey with therapy as well. And I know that it's, it's a holistic approach, right? Like exactly like you're saying, you've got to kind of tackle the root causes um, to get the best long-term f- fix, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I, I make my own herbal pills. I don't want anyone on pills, not even mine, for their whole life. Right, right. No. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. it's so common, even even in this world where we're more focused on holistic health, and I can admit this because I find myself doing that the same thing. It's like I want, I do want a pill or a this for this type of mentality. Like I want an adaptogenic herb that's going to fix me. Like what should I take <laughs> that, every day that's going to fix me? Um, yeah. You know, and even though that, like you said, it's better than the synthetic options out there that are going to do some damage to your liver. Um, it's still like, you know, I still probably haven't dug deep enough into like the underlying, like you're saying, like the gut and the hormonal issues. So it's definitely a process. Um, and it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you for sharing that. So we, you dug into this a little bit, but for pregnancy and labor, what are your thoughts, um, on it? And I I kind of think I know what you're going to say, but just so we can kind of hear it straight from you thoughts on using CBD oil during those times. You know what? That's a great question. I've never even thought about it during labor, um, but that's a really interesting. I would love to see studies on that. I'm going to look and see if they've done them. I haven't seen a study on that yet. Okay. But you, know, you would think, since I do feel like it's, it's it's safe, and you know they're using medications now. Like for instance, I think I saw a study the other day that showed oxytocin. Um, may um, have an increased risk of autism or brain, you know, hypoxia in the brain for babies. So it's like the synthetic things we're using really, you know, we're not for sure about everything we're doing either. So in my opinion, something natural like CBD would be a really optimal choice for labor pains and inflammation and things with that going on, as well as other medications, you know. So I, I tend to agree, but I would say, you know, with a grain of salt, let me look and see the studies on that. Mm-hmm. I love idea. I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious for sure. Um, I mean, I wonder how potent the dosage would have to be to really hit like the pain relieving. Um, when we're talking, if we're talking about just straight CBD oil and not the THC, but, um, that would be interesting. Exactly. No T. Yeah. No THC, but the CBD, you know, for sure. I think that would add, add a level of comfort for the patient. Absolutely. Okay. And then during pregnancy, what are your thoughts? And you've mentioned time and again that it's a natural thing that our body produces, but um, are there any kind of like warnings during pregnancy? 
No, um, there's not, you know, I would, you know, I would just be, people really are uncomfortable about this because really the only thing the study showed with marijuana before was we didn't have CBD oil. This is a new thing. So the studies with smoking marijuana can, can't, it does produce, um, you know, um, preterm, um, labor sometimes, even low birth weight. And so you don't want to be smoking this stuff. CBD is completely different. So, you know, as long as there's no THC or 0.3 and below, I do think it's a viable option, but I would, again, like to see more studies just like you guys. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of money in doing studies on this for the pharmaceutical companies. Do you think that's changing um, since people are getting so interested and starting to use it? Like, do you think the pharmaceutical companies are going to latch onto this as a viable treatment at some point? 100% they're already coming down the pipes. I can't remember the name of the drug, the the trade name drug right off the mark, right off the top of my head. There's already one patented coming out. Okay. Um, okay. They, they, um, they use, um, you know, different medicines like Marinol is synthetic. It's synthetic THC in marijuana that they give patients IV in the hospital who can't eat or cachectic and, you know, wasting away, they will do that. But you see the pharmaceutical companies love to make synthetic analogs and then try and get into the natural world that way. So, um, I don't like the way the industry is going with, they're all about it right now. You guys are going to see a ton of marijuana based synthetic compounds coming out from the pharmaceutical companies. So, but they're creating synthetic, a synthetic version of something that's naturally like currently like the CBD oils on the Yes. Okay. So, but really, they're no, why would they do that? Well, because you can't patent nature. Oh and Lord. it's the same reason that they don't want to find cures. They could get you on a medication for years and years and years and years. How much do you pay for that medication? And you are a slave of the system forever. And, you know, they'll create a way how to fix you or do a surgery to fix the problem rather than telling you why you have the problem in the first place. Mm. So, of mm. course, this is they can't patent nature. This is a way to make money off something that's the, the all the studies are showing all this benefit. Very little risk for the most part. Um, you know, so they're jumping on it. They're going to be all about this. And they're the only way they can make money is to replicate this from nature. Oh, my goodness. That makes no sense. But it makes sense in terms of like the way they're looking at it, but not it doesn't make any sense, like from a moral standpoint. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. OK. Um, so side effects. Are there any side effects long and short term, potential adverse reaction, any dosage recommendations? I know it's hard to make specific dosage recommendations without knowing a patient's like personal history. Um, But just in general, if someone was like, I would like to try CBD oil for some general anxiety to help me sleep better. um, What would you say, you know, in in terms of how would they start? And would there be anything they would want to look out for? For sure. So what you want to look for when you pick a CBD oil, there's certain buzzwords that you really want to look for. You want to look for total or full spectrum. And what that means is they haven't removed any of those healing constituents like terpenes or cannabinoids or anything that I talked about earlier, which are really the healing anti-inflammatory compounds in this plant works with an entourage effect. So removing parts of it removes a little bit of its full magic. So you want to look for something full spectrum, total spectrum, Absolutely 100% organic. Ask for third-party studies if you need. And at least 500 milligrams in the bottle. Some people will come to me and say, you know what? what? I tried CBD. It didn't work for me. Now look at their bottle. and It's like 50 milligrams, 100 milligrams in the whole bottle. It's just not enough. Mm -hmm. Then 
So you pay absolutely for the more milligrams, but that's the medicine. So I say at least 500 milligrams in the entire bottle. And if that's the case, you know, you've got to look at the back and it'll tell you how many milligrams per drop. You know, it usually comes in a dropper because it's a liquid. And so, you know, it may say like, let's say two milligrams per drop. Then you'd want to do, you know, about 10 drops to get the 20 milligram dose that we want to be in. And you do that twice a day, two or three times a day. Again, huge, safe, therapeutic window. So that would be a great starting dose for most people. Side effects as far as that goes, not really. What I do note, what one of my rules for people is, and it goes, it's kind of um, a mystery yet whether it's the THC, the CBD, or both, but you definitely don't want children of teenage years participating in a lot of, I think, THC and CBD too. It really helps to mold the immune system. And so you, you, you can have people who have psychotic breaks from this, or it can actually harm a child's growing IQ if their brain isn't developed and they're using the substance too early. So for adults, that's the, really the main side effect. It, it affects children's brains who haven't developed fully. So that really needs to be adults only. <laughs> for CBD, for straight CBD oil or for with THC? With THC, absolutely. Okay. But this CBD... Smoking CBD is totally safe, and it's okay. safe to give children with with uh, on the autistic spectrum with any autistic disorder, with any seizure, epilepsy. I mean, I can tell you stories. Just like uh, I worked at a clinic that in San Diego that approved cards, and we were we actually had thirty hour or excuse me thirty minute consults for patients. It wasn't just a sign and go. And I had a, a little nine year old girl come in there who had a hypoxic brain injury. She couldn't track with her eyes. She hadn't met her mother's eyes since she was a baby because she couldn't hold them still, and she was having like many seizures throughout the day. Um, we happened to have a CBD rep in the office at that time who administered about 20 drops to this little girl who was actively seizing. She stopped seizing 15 minutes later and looked at her mother for the first time in years, and everyone in the office cried. Oh, my God. I just got chills. Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. That is just – oh, my God. That is mind-blowing. Um, so – that this is illegal. It's criminal. I know that is, that is just a fantastic, um, story, very heartwarming. And I, I'm probably going to cry in a minute cause I'm emotional. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So just to, I just want to reiterate, cause I, I don't want people to think that CBD oil is not safe for kiddos. You're saying that CBD oil with the, the 0.3% or less THC is absolutely safe and usable for kiddos. Yes. Okay. Especially kids who have a reason. I'd like them to have a medical reason for it. You know, right. if they're having behavioral issues or seizing or on the spectrum, this is something that really will help calm an anxious, aggravated, um, you know, almost overstimulated brain. Okay. Well, yes, THC, keep away, keep your children away from smoking pot until they're adults, please. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Please. Okay. Don't do that. Yeah. And not just from a moral standpoint, you're saying from a scientific standpoint, yeah. it's very harmful. Yes, please. Okay. You know, I mean, it's great if you make your own choices as an adult, but as a child, it, their studies show it's not great for developing brain again. Yeah, okay. With THC. Great. Yeah. Um, okay. So you kind of actually talked about this one a little bit, but this, this particular listener has a husband in the military and who is, is not, is freaked out about CBD oil or hemp oil, um, which we didn't talk about that. Is there a difference between CBD? So 
it's a technical term that the government has put into place kind of that there's a farm bill that says and the farm bill passed years and years ago it says that anything that comes from hemp is available to use everywhere but when you get CBD it's still it's not from hemp it's from marijuana so they the government is kind of playing games with the wording right okay. and CBD now so is such a buzzword for a healing substance that they're now cracking down if you use the word CBD because they understand that that is from marijuana if you put hemp on the packaging, it's not quite as powerful because people don't know about hemp like they do CBD. So that's one bad thing. But it's considered legal because hemp is legal. Um, you have to harvest much more hemp to get as much CBD as you can from marijuana. So it makes it a more difficult process. Okay. So essentially, they're the same, doing the same thing. It's just a different process to get it. Okay. It's word games with okay. the government. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so she, like you had mentioned before with military, like her husband is, is, I guess, intrigued by it, but also freaked out by it because he gets blood tested routinely. Um, mm. And so you were saying before, just to steer clear, like totally having like CBD oil with no THC in it at all. Yes. And they make that. I think CV Sciences is a pretty good brand that makes a no THC CBD, CBD oil. Again, I would never recommend this unless a parent's really strict about wanting no THC for their child or if someone's in the military. I get it. <laughs> so. Yeah. so, but what does that do? Because you were saying some of that THC is needed for like the whole process to work. Yeah. So it what does it do? They work together. The constituents and compounds work together in the body, and we're not really sure fully how it works. You know, we don't completely understand the endocannabinoid system yet. There are 400 different compounds in marijuana, and that's why it's a catch-all that seems to be able to help all these different things. 400 different cannabinoids and terpenes that we don't know about. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, you know, I think that um, it works wonderfully. You know, you just have to understand that um, – you know, it'll still work, but it just won't activate everything in the body and all the different compounds and terpenes that would if there was THC there. So it fully activates. You'll still get relief. It'll still work for your pain. You, it may not just be quite as powerful as it would with the THC in there. And again, some patients don't even notice. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Um, man, I'm learning so much. I, I, I'm definitely, so I will tell you, I think for me, I, I didn't notice a super big shift in my anxiety, um, but I did notice a big shift in my sleep. So it was very powerful, like if I took it before bed, but I just don't think I was taking it frequently enough maybe to help with like, like true, just generalized anxiety. So I'm excited to kind of go back with these tips and tricks, find a really good quality one and see, um, it's unfortunate because the education just isn't there. And so people are like, oh, man, this is from marijuana. And they're really cautious about how much they take and when and how they use it because there's been that kind of, um, you know, um, brainwashing about the plant, if I, if I might be so bold. And so really um, – with CBD, you can dose it more frequently in smaller doses. You can do two large doses during the day. If your anxiety is more frequent, it is safe to dose it more frequently, for sure. Perfect. Yeah. And then the, one of the questions was like how to choose the CBD oil, which we've already talked about, um, and how to find the right doses for your needs. Needs. And what I'm hearing you say, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is start at about 500 milligrams. And, and 
yep. in the whole bottle, and then you're going to work out the dosage to get about 20 milligrams per dose, and you're going to do that about two to three times a day. Is that where you're recommending just to start? That's right. And some people, they say, hey, I can take you know, five milligrams and feel it. And, and I say, okay, if that's your dose and your threshold, do five milligrams every three or four hours and see how you feel. Do it every two hours and see how you feel. There, I want people to know that there's a safe window for experimenting with this. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. I mean, that, there's a lot of, I think, um, more of these like natural substances that will fall in that, you know, it affects one person differently and another person differently. And you just kind of have to play within that safe range to figure out what you need for your specific symptom relief. So, okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next question is there are, so when I went to the, the local shop here that sells CBD products, it was like, do you want a vape? Do you want an isolate? Do you want the powder? Do you want a gummy bear? Like, how do you want to, do you want a, a salve or however you say it? I'm going to butcher that. Um, did it. All right. Okay. So how, what would you recommend certain ways of investing topically like for which situations? Okay. So I love edibles for sleep. I mean, I'm like a zombie. I like literally like bye-bye as soon as it hits me. In a good way. A zombie in a good way. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm like no, no more insomnia forever if there's an edible. But the problem with edibles are that they have junk in them, Jess. They Mm -hmm. really, I mean, you might as well be eating a Twix bar with some marijuana in it. It's just like, I hate that industry because those aren't the types of foods you want to be feeding cancer patients. Right. And that's a lot of what's going on. So I tell people, be really mindful. If you're, if you like edibles, Hey, more power to you. Me too. I get it. But be really mindful about the ingredients, just like you would about the the food you're putting in your body, anything else. So it kind of negates the healthy benefit of your medicine. If it's full of sugar and fillers, um, so really watch out with edibles that way. I know there are some really good brands that are coming out that are mindful of that. Um, also, I love the salves and the topicals. I They are really understated, and people are blown away if they get them. They add things like arnica and menthol and different, um, you know, really pain-relieving topical substances that um, will – activate and just kind of add to the CBD's anti-inflammatory benefits. So I have people with osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, eczema, psoriasis. They can take some CBD oil and rub it on those joints and the rashes and pain will disappear. It's amazing that, you know, anything you put on your skin, it absorbs in about 26 seconds and binds to those endocannabinoid receptors immediately. So, um, it's really great for people with joint pains. Um, if you have PMS cramps, any sort of, um, Female cancer, a suppository is really, really great for you. Um, You absorb it immediately into the bloodstream. Um, And then I really don't like smoking, especially for people who are chronically ill or have cancer for obvious reasons. Um, And then sublingually, that's really what you do with the the CBD oil, topically sublingually. Um, And then vaping. Vaping is cool too. And you can find some really great CBD-only vapes. You can find CBD-THC vapes. You can find THC-only vapes. You can find them in every color and flavor and variety (laughs) that you want. However, again, with vaping, just like edibles, you kind of need to be a little educated. You don't want butane. You don't want that stuff. You want CO2 extracted. And that's the safe way where you're not inhaling any chemicals either. Okay. I'm taking all the notes right now. Um, and so is there a preference? So, and I know like they told me in the store when I, when I got my CBD oil, 
sublingually, you want to kind of hold it under your tongue for like 10 to 20 seconds was the recommendation. Um, Is that, would you agree? I would. I mean, even if you swallow it, your body usually will absorb it pretty good. That will help the absorption process start in the mouth. And that's what I do with my CBD oil, like the one from New Leaf Naturals or wherever you guys go. Yeah. Okay. And then when I was at one of the CrossFit Games competitions recently, there was a company there and they had like a powder. And she was Mm -hmm. saying that the powder, I guess it's an isolate and totally correct me if I'm wrong, but she was saying like, she uses that a lot for like headaches and things, but what is the difference between putting the powder under your tongue versus doing like the oil? The oil is probably more readily absorbed. The powder still has to kind of be broken down a little bit, but I'll say I don't like isolates very much because an isolate of what is an isolate of CBD only. Does it not have any of the other other cannabinoids? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Is it just CBD, no CBN, no CBG? Because when you get a full spectrum oil, it has all those in it. So she's just talking about removing one isolate from the plant. I'm sort of against that approach. Okay. Good to know. It removes the entourage effect. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, okay, so we have two more questions. Are you ready to round this this amazing interview out? I'm, my mind is like literally blown right now. Um, so, so we have a listener who's currently managing a postpartum mood disorder and seriously considering medication, but she's had CBD on her mind as a potential alternative. So her question is, is mixing CBD oil and medications for anxiety to and depression advised against, or could someone use the lowest dose of their prescription medication and supplement with CBD? What would be, what are your thoughts on that? I know it's a very specific question, but um, in general, what would you say? It's a great question. I have so much to say. Okay. So yes, CBD oil is totally indicated here. And I'll tell you my journey when I started as a, as a cannabis doctor in Portland, Oregon, I just wanted to make some extra money. But when patients started coming in there and bringing bags of medications and saying, marijuana got me off all this. You know, the first two times you're like, okay, okay. But then when it's everybody, every day, you're like, wait a second, we've been locked <laughs> in. And so that's what they were doing. They were literally using marijuana, whatever their method of choice was, and using that to wean off their medications. Things like benzodiazepines, like Xanax, Valium, things like antidepressants, like Wellbutrin or, Lo- or Lexapro, things like sleep aids, like in, like Ambien or Lunesta. So all these medications, narcotics, I forgot about those, you know, even narcotics, um, there's a 25%, um, there are 25% less overdose deaths according to discharge to death summaries in states that have legally, um, made this legal marijuana legal, no more 25% less overdoses, excuse me, I can't talk 25% less overdoses in states where they have legalized this plant. And so absolutely, this is a gateway to stopping some of these synthetic medications. If you have, um, CBD oil or marijuana, you'll notice you won't want your Xanax as much. You won't need your depression meds as much. You won't need anything for sleep because you'll go right out. And so this is why it's been illegal. The pharmaceutical companies don't want this. So for her, this is absolutely something that will help her wean off her, her anxiety and a depression meth, all that stuff. I would go for it. I would absolutely do a 20 milligram dose two or three times a day and see how she feels. The other thing is look at the Dutch test. This isn't you know, necessarily about CBD, but the Dutch test.com, it does all a urine tests. It looks at all the hormones. And I would add something like Sammy or broccoli sprouts too, probably in her regimen to help her mood afterwards. But CBD oil, this is a, this is, she is a, a, um, 
the epitome of a patient that we would want to use this for. Oh, yeah. that's amazing to hear. And we're actually having Dr. Carrie Jones on the podcast um, from the Dutch test. She's going to come and share some more. I love her. Hi, I'm, Dr. Carrie. Love. <laughs> I'm excited about that one too. It's amazing how this all, all of this new, more natural minded science and kind of diving into what our body really needs and what we can use through nature, like is just coming out. Like there, we've have, yourself talking about CBD oil and Dr. Jones talking about the Dutch test and how to interpret it and utilize it. Like, it's just mind blowing to me. Um, and I love that. Yeah. I love that that information is out there and readily available to us now. Um, okay. I think we hit the main ones. Um, we talked about how long it takes to see effects. You have to use it regularly. Um, and, and I guess that being the last question, if someone say someone's taking it for anxiety and they've been taking it for a few weeks and they feel better, are they, like you said, are they going to have to take it regularly forever if they don't address those other, like, you know, the gut and the hormones and all of that good, good stuff? Uh, yeah. You know, honestly, I tell people it's kind of like any other addiction or anything else that you rely on as a crutch, um, or build a tolerance to, unless you do the self work, you're never going to lose the weight. Unless you do self-work, you're never going to stop drinking. Unless you do self-work, you might start smoking marijuana or, you know, using something as a crutch instead of doing the physical health work or the mental struggle. You, know, you really have work to do and you have to be your own best doctor in a world like this because the, the powers that be aren't really being honest with us. Right, and right. so, you know, um, so yeah, sometimes if you, if you don't look into the other things, the gut, the hormones, any sort of personal, um, traumas that you've had, then yeah, you might be looking to something else to help you for a long time. Yeah. Okay. That makes total sense too. Um, but I mean, I think in the end, like you use it for very specific symptoms and things that you're having. Um, and in the meantime, do the, the underlying work that we know all has to take place with almost all sorts of like, um, mood disorders and things of that nature. But, um, and I encourage people, yeah, guys go ask, go, please search out a functional medicine doctor, integrative, um, healthcare worker, any sort of professional chiropractors do this, you know, functional medicine docs do naturopaths do this and they are not going to, you know, really judge you for using cannabis for your treatment. They are going to help incorporate this in your treatment plan. So if you've really been um, discriminated against for this, know that there are other avenues. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't wait for this episode to go live. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Jess, for coming and sharing all of your amazing information. Um, can you tell us one more time where we can find you? And if someone, do you do remote patient care or is it all local? I do actually. Um, you can book a holistic lifestyle consult with me on, on my website at Dr. Jess. While you're there, stop by, read some blogs, leave us a comment. I also have a store with products if you're into that stuff. Um, and I do, you can book a consult with me right on there. Um, 30 or 30 minutes or an hour. Um, it's through Skype or FaceTime or even a phone call. And I also, we also do teleconferencing through Nourish Medical Center. So if people would rather go through the actual facility where I work at, we have a lot more tools at our fingertips. So either way, this is the way medicine is moving. Yes. That's amazing. So incredible. And are you active on social media at all, Dr. Jess? 
Oh yeah. That's actually uh, an interesting story on itself. I have about 123,000 followers on Instagram, about 65,000 on my Facebook page. And when I had about 60,000 on Instagram, I thought, man, I, they're just waiting for me to create something to help people. And that's what launched my whole business. So I owe social media to my entire, um, functional medicine career almost. <laughs> that's amazing. Are you at Dr. Jess on Instagram or? Yes, it's dr underscore Jess underscore MD. Yeah, Perfect. Dr. Jess MD. Yep. I know social media is such. It's like a double edged sword. It can be terrible, but it can also be extremely powerful and a connector for people. It's what I found in my own experience. Like I found some amazing friends um, and tribe through social media, but also on the flip side, it's like people can be really terrible there. So I, I definitely, I respect social media and the power that it has. And especially it looks like in your own practice, that's amazing for you being able to reach so many people. It is. But again, it, everything can be a distraction if you're not careful, careful. And it's always about balance for totally. me. So keeping totally. yourself in check. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jess. Um, thank you, the listeners for being here on another episode. As always, if you love what you have been listening to, please like, um, like, you can like us, uh, rate and <laughs> review us on iTunes at the Modern Mamas Podcast. You can find Laura and I on social media at laura.radicalroots on Instagram and at jess.holdthespace on Instagram. Um, and always, always email us with any questions or ideas that you have for interviews at modernmamaspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, thanks so much, Dr. Jess. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Jess. It All was right. an honor. Appreciate okay. it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.